Hi, welcome to the Hope with Ruth podcast. I'm Ruth Clements, and this podcast is a space to listen to hopeful stories, faith-fueled thoughts and reflections, and practical suggestions for having hope in times of hopelessness. In today's episode, we're rejoicing that wife and mother Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe is back in the UK after six years of detention in Iran. She was accused in 2016 of plotting to overthrow the Iranian government, which she has consistently denied. She was released on Wednesday, the 16th of March, after the UK settled a debt to Iran of nearly £400 million, dating back from the 1970s. Why the debt wasn't paid sooner, I'm not sure, and I don't know enough about the situation to even begin to kind of make an analysis on that, and I don't think I'm going to even try (laughs) to do that if I could. But politics aside, a wife is reunited with her husband and daughter, uh, Gabriella. Um, Her daughter is Gabriella, her husband is Richard. Gabriella would have been a year old when her mother was taken. And it's just an incredible story. If you haven't seen the pictures, I encourage you to go and check them out and just see this wonderful homecoming as um, this sense of just relief, this jubilation, this thankfulness. And I can't even begin to imagine um, what that must feel like to be away from your loved ones for so long, not even knowing up until the last minute if, if this was all going to happen. So incredible, incredible news. And I'm just reflecting on that a little bit today. Um, so if we can almost picture the scene of a husband and a wife being reunited with their daughter, um, Gabriella as well, who hasn't seen her mum in six years. Well, she did see her mum when she was four, I think, for no more than like three days. If that, there was a, a, a tiny reunited moment in this whole period, but not enough for sure. So it's been six years without a mum in her life and they're just all together. Let's just picture this scene of this wife, this husband, this mum, this dad. They're all just they're just all together again. It's wonderful. And I've been reflecting on this um, from the perspective as, as a Christian on the hope of the cross for us. Because with the cross of Christ, the guilty are declared free and it's really this whole debt this idea of a debt that has been paid is very much at the heart of the Christian message so what is the hope of the cross for us it's so much more than 400 million pounds we are all guilty before God we're all sinners we have been separated from a holy God and we deserve death the punishment of sin is death. But God doesn't leave us in that state. It's God who dealt with it himself through Jesus. Now Jesus is the son. He he is the God incarnate. He became flesh, fully God and fully man. And he settled this debt and he paid the price to set us free. And only he could do this. Only he was completely sinless, that he could take our place and do that. The question we have is, do we choose to stay in our cell, completely separated and alienated before God? Or do we walk free in Christ? Do we put our trust in him? Do we turn away from our sin and look to him? The hope for followers of Jesus is that we have been set free. 
One of my favourite hymns is When I Survey, and a line goes, Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. And it is so incredible that God did this for us. And Christians aren't trying to appease him or try to work and try harder and follow all these rules because they feel, oh, I have to do this to get in God's good books. No, Jesus came and died on the cross because we couldn't do it ourselves. We couldn't save ourselves. We had a death sentence, but he came to set us free. And the response for believers is that it is, we want to give our whole selves, our soul, our life, everything about us to him in this sense of just thankfulness that this debt has been paid. We owe God nothing because of Jesus and we continue to put our hope in him alone. I keep looking at pictures of the family uh, that have been reunited close together. A mother gently holds her daughter's face and they look at one another. Years have passed by and they must have dreamt of this moment. They must have held on to hope that one day they would all see one another again. I can't even begin to imagine a mother's aching heart at being separated from her own flesh and blood for so long. My own heart aches thinking of being separated in any way from my own family. How much more then does God the Father look upon us, longing for us to come to him? He has made a way for us to never be separated from his love. The way is through Jesus, who has secured our future if we would only place our hope, our all, on him and all that he has done for us and all that he is. God is loving. He is a faithful friend. He is mighty. He is a rescuer. He is our saviour. I think it's also important to not forget the role of um, Nazanin's husband, Richard. He tirelessly and continuously campaigned for his wife's release, even going on hunger strike to put pressure on the government. I think he was on hunger strike for like 21 days outside the foreign office. And he continued to bring her case before a watching world, before this government. In a similar way, Jesus is our advocate before the Father. But you see, God never tires in bringing our need before the Father. Jesus the Son, he is always interceding. He's praying for us. He has the power to set us free. It's not that he is begging God the Father to do something with us. God's already done what needed to be done on the cross. But Jesus continues to bring our need before the Father. He never gets tired or weary. He can do what Richard could only dream for for his wife, to set us free, to set her free. Jesus saves his people to the uttermost. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. The debt is paid. Our sin is paid for and the guilty go free. We hope to see loved ones again and to be released and to finally see this happen. We, we pray for those that don't yet know Jesus. We hope that we will come to Jesus today knowing how much it cost him. It cost him his life, but he did it willingly. 
He wanted to die to set us free from the power of sin and death. This should give us courage. This should increase our faith and bring us to a place in which we will never know how much it cost. But it should just, I'm just so overwhelmed just thinking how much the Lord went, went and Oh, it's just incredible, isn't it? I'm, I'm lost for words that he just, he did what we couldn't do for ourselves. He continues to intercede for us, to look after us. And it's just such an amazing sense of freedom that we have. Maybe we haven't experienced that freedom fully. And I just pray now that if you haven't met Jesus for yourself, if you don't know the Lord, I just pray that you will come to him that you will realize that when you look at the cross, that all the the wrong things that you've thought and done and said and over the years, it's been completely wiped clean. The slate has been completely wiped clean because of what Jesus did on the cross. It's up to us. We all have a choice to make. Jesus has paid paid the debt, but we have to walk out of that cell. We could stay imprisoned and alienated from God and not put our trust in him. But he has set us free if we trust him, if we believe in what he did on the cross and believe that not only did he die on the cross, but he was raised from the dead and that he is now seated with the father in heaven and he will come back. And all the things that we're seeing in the news, all the suffering and uncertainty, it will come to an end. But whilst it is still called today, I urge you, I urge you so much to just come to him and ask him to just make himself known to you in a fresh way. There's so much more that I could say about this, but I think that's a really good place to end it. So until next time, look to Jesus, come what may.